we're talking about is your role as CEO, which is to marshal the limited resources of your business, right? So you determine, okay, guys, this is where we're going to be spending our time, energy, focus, and money, right? Hello, and welcome to the Remarkable CEO Podcast, a show dedicated to chiropractors who want to transform their job into a business so that they can have a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. With your hosts, Dr. Pete Camiolo and Dr. Stephen Franson. Welcome back to another episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. I'm Dr. Pete Camiolo. And I'm Dr. Stephen Franson. And we are journeying with you during this, what we're calling a wartime experience. Never been happened before in history where the whole world is shut down, been journeying through it with you. And it's just been wonderful to be able to know that we're not alone. How important is it during a time like this to stay connected? And even though many of us are just connected virtually because we are in some level of isolation, uh, it is absolutely vital that we're staying connected. So thank you so much for being a part of our podcast journey. We hope that this has been a value add to you as we've walked through the Phoenix plan over the previous episodes. And we're going to continue to unpack that in future episodes and we're looking today at a, at a very specific time where we're pivoting now from what we started with a bunch of episodes back. If you weren't listening then, that we did the 10 things you need to be doing now, right now. And this was a stabilization call to action plan. It was a 10-step playbook. Here's exactly what you need to be doing right now to stabilize your business. We've been building up to this moment, which is the 10 things to do next in your practice. So as the CEO, remember... You ask yourself what's important now and what's important next, and this is that. Yeah, Dr. Pete, I love the framing of the wartime conversation, right? So guys, there's a big difference between leading in peacetime and leading in wartime, and everyone knows that everybody feels it. We are absolutely in wartime. So in peacetime, you have a certain set of conversations, right? So you have you talk about vision and you talk about strategy, right? And you talk about plans, right? So there's a lot of future casting that's happening there. A lot of high-level questions get asked. And it's very often an unearthing sort of digging the answers out of the people that you're leading, right? So everything changes at wartime, right? So in wartime, the command, the leadership has to pivot. They have to change their approach and they've got to get super tactical and practical, right? This is what's important right now. This is what I want you to do. Stop doing this. Start doing that, right? You've got to be able to flex plan B. Plan A, that's peacetime stuff. Plan B is wartime, right? So here we are, we're in the battle and we have to have contingency plans backing up plan B. So you got to show up with plan B, plan C, plan D, plan E. Some of you are like, I'm already on plan F, (laughs) right? So uh, at the end of the day, that's how you have to show up for battle and we are absolutely in battle. So we're going to have a battle ready conversation and we're going to talk about what's important next. Now what we're doing is we're getting you positioned as the CEO to lead your business, to lead your practice into the next stage or next phase of the Phoenix plan. So just from a high level, quick recap, the Phoenix plan was our response to this COVID crisis, to this distraction atom bomb that hit your business, hit your practice. We separated your action steps into three separate phases. 
Now, for the sake of sanity, let's just consider this the three months of Q2 2020, right? So you heard us say this before. I'm going to say it again. The key to building your business in 2020 is to make sure it doesn't shrink too much in Q2 2020, <laughs> right? So well, how are we going to do that? Stage one is stabilization. Stage two is reactivation. And stage three is mobilization. So we have been talking about stabilization, of course, with what's important now in the previous episodes. Hopefully, this is a plan that you've been rolling out and implementing like most of our remarkable practice clients and our CEOs are doing with excellent outcomes, right? So with fantastic results, and we're super proud of you guys. We appreciate the trust and we love to hear the feedback. It's all about stabilizing your business. So we started with you as the leader and stabilizing your headspace, your mindset, and getting you really clear and real around the value that you deliver to your community. Then it was addressing your team and stabilizing your team, answering any questions that they had crushing any of their doubts and making sure that you deal with any of the objections that they might have or the ones that they're dealing with. And then it was about the patients, making sure you stabilize your active patient base, right? So we taught you to focus on the people that are actually showing up into your practice, not focusing on the people that are not showing up to your practice. Now, I would just want to double click on that for a second to make sure that there's no misunderstanding there. What we're encouraging you to do there is focus on the people that are showing up to your practice. Those are the active patients that are compliant, that are showing up and following your care plan. These are the people that need you to be present, right? It's about present time consciousness with those people. This is a time when we don't focus on commerce. We focus on relationships, as Dan Sullivan from Strategic Coach likes to say. In times of war, you don't focus on commerce. You focus on relationships. That's, what, that's the lesson there in stabilization. Now, you weren't ignoring the people that weren't showing up. We were good shepherds or good stewards of those people as well. We created communication strategies, and we also created reports where we would capture all of the communications we had so that we could manage those relationships well as we went into the second stage, which is about reactivation, which is where we find ourselves today, Dr. Pete. Yeah, it's so powerful to have clarity. The quote has I've seen and, and heard and said has been that, you know, in times of uncertainty, we don't fight uncertainty with certainty. We fight uncertainty with clarity. And what you laid out there, Doc, is about clarity. And clarity is tactical. It's very actionable. It's very specific. And it's not theoretical. It's, it's not far out. It's very near. And so with that, we are pivoting and transitioning now today into phase two in the Phoenix plan, which is reactivation. Now, what we know is, is that in times of crisis and war, and also in times of transition, we live and die in those little moments. And so what we want to make sure that happens in this transition, as you transition from the, the stabilization phase into reactivation, is that you understand that there's a stacking that's going on. Now, I believe we're going we're gonna to dig deeper into that in a future episode, but Rick, recognize that as you transition and we go through these next 10 things, the 10 things you need to be doing next there's a stacking process that's going on. And so while you're the CEO and you're, you're focused and your team on executing stabilization right now as a CEO, you're thinking ahead and thinking, planning and preparing for the next, what's happening next, what's important next. And that's this. This is what's important next. It's the reactivation strategy you're going to deploy. So it's putting together the, the playbook, so to speak, the standard operating procedure for what we're going to be doing next. And that's what we're laying out for you now. Okay, so as CEOs, it's important that you continue to help your team stay focused now on stabilization while you as the CEO begin to 
plan and prepare for the next phase, which is the beginning of the phase two, which is reactivation. So in the month of April, remember, if we're going month to month, that's where you know things hit the fan in March. We all know this globally. It was March is when things happened. Then it was April. Now we're into May. We're going to be heading into June. So we're saying, you know, loosely saying if it's a three month plan for each stage and it's going through the second quarter of 2020, then this would be that moment where we're pivoting in as we're heading now into May, we're moving into this month. Okay, so what should we be doing now? Continuing to execute on stabilization. So number one thing you need to be doing of the 10 step plan is transition from phase one into phase two, the Phoenix plan, which is execute stabilization, begin to plan for reactivation. Yeah, we're going to unpack stacking, I believe, in the next episode. Uh, This is really important, guys, because what we're talking about is your role as CEO, which is to marshal the limited resources of your business, right? So you determine, okay, guys, this is where we're going to be spending our time, energy, focus, and money, right? So in April, we had been prepared for, we planned and we were prepared for executing the stabilization phase. And once that's happening, you've now delegated that to your team. It frees you up as the leader to the CEO to start planning and preparing for what's going to be happening in this phase in May, which is the reactivation. So here's what we have to put together. This is number two, putting together a plan for reactivation, right? So you don't want to show up in May saying, okay, uh, I guess we're supposed to reactivate now. No, no, you have a plan already done that you're going to begin executing in May, right? So you want to be able to show up and saying, okay, so here's our plan. We've got two groups of people that we've got to reactivate. We call them the MIAs or missing in actions. These are the people that have gone you know, rogue or dropped out of care or pause or froze their care or started ghosting you since the COVID crisis, right? So since this Corona distraction, these people have fallen out of the raft. Those are the missing and actions. Those are the MIAs. And then there's a second group of people that uh, have to be reactivated as well. And those are what we call the PAPs or the previously active patients. Those are the people that discontinued care before the corona crisis happened, right? So what we know is we want to have a plan for each of those populations of people. Those are two different groups of people that left for different reasons. And there's actually reasons inside of those groups of people that we want to design a system around. Why? Because there's different conversations happening, right? So I love the three C's system. Roberto Monaco uh, uses the three C's approach to communication. I think this is a perfect application of this, which is contact, content, call to action, right? So when you think about putting together your plan in step two, what I want you to be thinking about is, what is our contact or method of contacting these people? How are we going to connect with them? What technology are we going to use? Is it going to be a phone call? We're going to be texting them. We're going to be emailing them. We're going to be broadcasting them. We're going to send them a dub video. What are we going to do to reach these people? So how are we going to contact each of these groups of people? Then it's content, which is what is going to be said during that? How are we going to add value? Really, what's the scripting around that communication? What is that conversation? And then the most important thing, which is the call to action which is what is the next step for this person? What is, what is our conversion step for this person? Remember ABC, always be converting. What are we converting them to? The next step. So this is a critical communication step, okay? You have to know where is this person in their journey and what is the next step for them, right? So you want to build value for that and make sure that your call to action is highly specific. Here's what I want you to do. This is such a great segue into... Step number three of the Phoenix plan for reactivation, which is create an MIA report. We know that if it's not written down, it does not exist. And that business doesn't have to be hard, but
but it needs to be organized. And organization is what's the difference between complexity and simplicity. So what we have done for you is we've given you a tool and you'll be able to get that as part of this episode of this podcast, which is the MIA report or what Dr. Steven used to call in his practice, the holy sheet. <laughs> and uh, which is, again, a system for capturing uh, the relationships. Remember, we're in, it's a relationships. You're capturing the names of people, the people and the stories of those people. It lives on there and what's happening now and, and you're tracking that. So again, without digging into the, the nuances of that specific sheet, there's a lot there. Please uh, receive that as a, as a gift from us uh, as part of this uh, episode. You'll see a link for that on our page, which is theremarkablepractice.com forward slash podcast. And you can download that PDF, or actually it's not a PDF, it's actually a living document. So it's a Google Sheet. So it's something that, again, lives in the cloud, something you can share and edit with your team. And you can see this collaborative document. So that is a resource that we have for you. So that's step number three is actually creating a tool, which we've done for you, which is an MIA report, which is, again, a system for capturing. It's a collaborative document with your whole team. And again, we're categorizing the people into four categories, which we've identified across the board being number one is, okay, so what are the four reasons in general why people have went missing in action, right? What are the four reasons? So we found it's distraction, it's fear, it's compliance, and it's financial, right? So those are the, what we have identified as when we look across the landscape of, we've had thousands, visibility in thousands of practices, and we have a regular touch with hundreds of them on a weekly basis, it has been historically what we've received the data coming in is those are the four reasons why people went missing in action. So categorically, when you understand why someone paused or froze or stopped, you have, going back to the, the conversation of the three C's, you now have, when you make contact, you have the content that you need to know from them so that you have the right conversation with individuals. So that's the second C, which is content. It's not just what you're telling them, it's what they told you, you know? So it's content, which then leads beautifully into a very congruent and appropriate call to action. So this is why that data and categorically knowing who and why, it's gonna help lead that conversation. Okay, let's take a quick break and talk about Cairo Matchmakers. Cairo Matchmakers will help you find the right person for the job. If you're looking to hire the ideal chiropractic assistant, Cairo Matchmakers will help you find the specific person missing from your team so that you can get back to using your talents to serve more people. Or if you're looking to hire the ideal associate doctor, CMM can help. Cairo Matchmakers helps chiropractors like you find the ideal associate doctor to unlock your practice potential and get you the freedom that you desire. To learn more, go to chiromatchmakers.com. And now let's jump right back into our conversation. Yeah, so those four categories of patients, those are the four reasons why people went missing in action. And this is really specific to this corona crisis gang. So number one, they've discontinued or they stopped coming in because they're just distracted, right? So their life has become chaotic. They're at home from work. Their kids are home from school, right? Their chessboard of their life's been thrown up in the air. And they're the person that says, oh yeah, doc, I can't wait to get in to see you up, man. I'm, my gosh, do I need an adjustment? I'm sorry. I've been missing my appointments. I'm going to come in next week. So we all know this person, right? That's just the distraction factor. The second group of people is the fear factor, right? So I don't want to get a, an infection. I, I'm afraid of exposure, right? So I'm afraid of this virus, right? So you've got to be able to address that communication, right? Or number three, it's 
I'm a rule follower. The governor says stay in, or maybe your practice has been on lockdown, right? And it's because of the rules and regulations that this person is not coming in or hasn't been able to get adjusted. And that's a different conversation. And then number four is money, right? So the money is, hey, I've lost my job or my spouse lost my job, or I'm afraid I'm going to lose my job, right? So you've got to have, be able to have those four conversations. And that goes perfectly into the fourth step, which is learning how to communicate with the missing in actions. And there's two types of communications we're going to talk about. The first one here is about broadcasting, right? This is the one-to-many communications you can have, right? So think about this as speaking one-to-many. So whether this is a Facebook Live you do or a post on social media or it's a blast email, it's a webinar you host, right? It's something that goes one-to-many and you're reaching everybody. Now think about it. If you've got four different populations of people that have left for four different reasons, those are four different communications you have to have in your broadcasting as well. So this gives you four different conversations to have so you can make sure if you're going to broadcast, you're going to make sure that you tick all four of those boxes. So powerful. And again, when it comes to communication, which is what this is, the reactivation strategy is a communication strategy. It's what are you going to say? What are you going to do? And so this is so important, that framework of having the conversation around the, the, the types of reasons why, it frames everything. And that leads us to the step five, which is plan your outreach to the missing in action people, but it's one-to-one. So broadcasting is one-to-many and then a personalized, which is more of like the sniper, it's one-to-one. So it's a specific message to a specific individual. And this is where, again, knowing this data is so vital that when you know who you're talking to on the other side, it changes it. And you all know what I'm talking about because you've been in these types of uh, moments talking with people and you know about them. And so again, the goal is to identify what's the best strategy to reach this person. Now, obviously, you know we have all different types of patients that we serve and take care of. Um, so the best method of communication to communicate with them would be what works best for them, not what's best for you. So we've identified you email people, you call people, you text message people. I mean, this is how we're communicating. What we've identified is that what or social message them maybe if that's what you do. So one of those four strategies would be deployed and which one you would select, which would would be the one that works best for them which is most likely the one that they will use and will work best for them, okay? So that's one. Number two is we want to focus on how do we deliver that message. And what we have found is that video is working awesome. And I'm sure you've, you've, you've experimented with this a little bit, maybe not, but our doctors who are video messaging their patients, they're like, it's working really, really well. What's working well? Meaning the people are feeling the connection, they're feeling the empathy and the care and they're wanting to take the next step of action. And so the power of video, if you can use it, you should. And we've been using a technology called Dub and it's been, it gives you the capacity to send a individual person a message and link to that message, a call to action and also track that they were actually received the message and all that. So a lot of cool KPIs you can build into that as far as communication goes. And uh, so number five, again, would be that. And then what the call to action then would be from that one-to-one connection would be either set up a consultation virtually or set up a consultation in the office. Yeah, it's, this is it's so critical that people go into this with eyes wide open 
because these are crucial conversations, right? These are crucial communications. You cannot be making this up as you go. And I, Doc, I hope you heard me say your team can't be making this up as they go either, right? So this is great leadership when you show up with, here's our plan. I am prepared. We have scripting. We have tools for you. I'm going to equip you to do this well. So your team has total clarity, which is going to translate into confidence for them when they are communicating to these people are going to need to hear certainty, confidence, clarity, conviction, <laughs> all our favorite C's, right? So now all of that's going to need to come out of you and come out of your team, which is why these 10 things to focus on next is just so critical, right? So as we go into the rea reactivation cycle and we're trying to reactivate those previously active patients, guess what? These people have not been in your practice since even before the corona crisis happened, but they're also in the middle of the corona crisis with you, like the rest of your community, right? So finally, everyone in the community is focusing on their health, okay? So I know, truth be told, they're really focusing on the fear of sickness and disease. I get it, but at least they're having the conversation around their health. They understand that you know, they've, they've, there's a highly contagious virus around. There's a highly dangerous virus around to a very specific group of people. They now hear terms like immunocompromised. So they're now wondering what does immunocompromised mean? They hear terms like comorbidity, right? So guys, we can step right into this conversation and reach out to these people and let them know, listen, I'm still your health coach, right? You haven't been in for a while. You haven't been in to get adjusted. I'm reaching out to connect with you, to give you some love and support and let you know we are here for you even if it's for just a resource of information. So you need to know going into this conversation, what is your call to action going to be, right? So if you're reaching out to a previously active patient who hasn't been in the office for a while, you need to know what am I going to be asking them to do, right? What's the, what is the actually telling them to do? In wartime, we don't ask, we tell, tell people what to do, right? So you want them to attend your Bulletproof Your Immune System workshop, for example, right? So here you're doing a dedicated webinar for the community because you know that everyone has questions. So you're inviting them to attend this webinar and you're telling them to register for it and telling them they have access to this free resource, right? So tell them to get to that webinar, right? So they hear that Bulletproof Your Immune System message, which is delivered by you. So that first call to, call to action is to, to, to attend that webinar. Uh, and, and then the follow-up to that in that webinar, the call to action is going to be do a consultation with me, either live or virtually. So you need to know what the next step is for that person. So imagine a previously active patient hasn't been in your office for six months. They have the same questions and concerns and fear that everybody else in your community does you show up with an invitation to be, be able to attend a, a free webinar that's going to give them the exact information that they need and are looking for right now. And then during that webinar, your calls to action are, if you'd like to talk this down further with me, we can set up a consultation. Click the link below to schedule a consultation. So Dr. Pete, my point is, is you show up with a plan and you know it's going to be step one, step two, step three. I'm going to be equipped when I show up to have this communication, and then I'm going to equip my team because on the backside of that, as new patients start coming in after the webinar, after the virtual consultation, and then into the office for an actual consultation and exam, your team's going to need to know the plan there. So what do we do with these previously active patients? Do we just put them on the table? Do we process them as a brand new patient, right? So what I'll suggest is you categorize and segment that list of people and come up with a system. Our system was always, if they haven't been in the office uh, for 30 days, but it's, it's been 30 or less than 30 days, excuse me, since they've been in the office, 
then we'll start with a consultation in the consultation room and then they can jump right on the table after we do a biostructural exam to refresh their records and bring them current. If it's been some time between 30 days and six months, then we would process them and schedule them for a consultation where we do a reactivation consultation. If it was longer than six months since they've been in the office, we would process them as a brand new patient. So three different groups of people, three segments of a population of previously active patients, and my team was not making it up as they go. They weren't trying to use situational management. In other words, situational management, where they just had bringing all these stories and stress into the conversation. It's if this, then that, give your team a plan. Yeah, it's so powerful. So as we put these messages out and we reach out to these missing in actions or these previously active patients, now it's execution, right? So you're executing this. So now you're in beyond the planning of this. You're now executing it. So you've sent the messages out. You've, you've put the links to the calls to action on there. So the next step, which is step seven, which is an execution step, which is scheduling the consultations with the patients and the leads. Okay. So this is an execution. So we've now planned, we've prepared, we've messaged, we've maybe done the workshop. This has now happened. We deployed these strategies. Now it's what's the action step? What's the execution? Now it's scheduling, right? So we're actually scheduling consults. So we have, you know, you have a choice whether you're going to schedule it in office or virtual. Now, what I've been hearing from, you know, doctors at this point is, the virtual consults has become, those are becoming less, less the option and more it's getting back into the office because as we've been seeing that the, the dust is settling a little bit, people are going back. You're shut down. Your clinic is shut down. Many of the chiropractic offices have been called essential. And so they've been able to remain open to serve a certain group of their people. So the goal here is to take that call to action. And number one, ideally is scheduling an in-office consultation. Okay. Just like Dr. Franson just said. The second would be to do it over the phone virtually. So through maybe a Zoom type platform where you have a video conference, which would be ideal because having face-to-face -face is the best scenario. Second best would be face-to-face -face virtually, right? So, and then the third would be scheduling a phone call. So this is, again, team members are booking in times for the doctor to connect with a patient. Again, so it may be a 15-minute block, time block which is a new type of appointment in your schedule. You maybe haven't had that in your types of appointments or you have in the past, but they're very rarely used. And now you're using, you're creating a, an appointment type called consultation. And the consultation is going to have a few different you know, shades. It'll be shade in office or virtual. So the doctor needs to know if I look at my, my schedule for the day or for the week and I look at how, and I'm saying, okay, I have 10 consultations this week. Six of them are in office three of them are virtually, one of them is a phone call. Okay, so I now know how to best prepare for that. So team members need to know how to communicate this data with the doctor. So as a glance, I can quickly know how to prepare for my week and what I am expected of me, right? So scheduling the consults in office or virtually, and again, then having that clarity on, on what the next step is that you have for them during that consultation, right? So it's not just a consultation just to talk and reconnect. There's always direction, like Doc, you just said. It's not, it, then now is the time to not ask questions, but give direction. So what's the directive from that consultation, which of course, our goal is that they would be, be able to get back in, in, the, in the office and, and back under chiropractic care. One thing a CEO has to develop is the habit of looking for the silver lining, right? So in every situation, there's always equal parts, challenge and blessing, right? So you have to look at every environment and say, okay, what's the silver lining that's coming out of this? And the virtual consultations and the te technology fast forward button that this 
crisis has pushed in almost every business is definitely a silver lining, right? So uh, I love the uh, the Instagram meme that says, looking back at 2020, who's going to get credit for the uh, advance in technology in your business? Is it going to be your CEO? Is it going to be your CTO, your chief technical officer? Is it going to be your COO or is it going to be COVID-19, right? So Dr. Pete, I know that talking to our, all of our CEO clients, they laugh when I say that they're like, oh my gosh, yeah, all those things that we've been sort of procrastinating on or maybe saying, yeah, it's going to be great someday if we get around to that or whatever, they have absolutely embraced. And what's interesting is we're in this tumultuous time of change and people are embracing the changes. So guys, the silver linings are all over the place. We're hearing clients who are like, man, I finally got my patient calling system in place. Man, I'm finally using hot seats in my practice. Man, I finally have everybody mapping out in my practice, right? Because because of COVID, we have to make sure we don't have too many people in the office. So we're mapping everybody out. So we're pre-scheduling everybody. Or how about this one? Everyone's on EFT now. Everybody's on their EFT, electronic funds transfer, auto debit programs because we want to limit the transactions at the front desk and the contact, right? There's so many blessings, man. God is good. They're all over the place. Like, So what you're going to see on the other side of this crucible is, wow, our business really grew up from a technology perspective. Virtual consultations is absolutely one of those things where, I mean, it has become this novel thing that all of a sudden became a an expected level of service in healthcare now. So people are totally embracing it and the conversion rates are extraordinary. And frankly, I can't wait to get on the other side of mobilization because I want to teach everybody how to leverage the virtual consultation to process new patients effectively and efficiently. Ah, that'll be an episode for a different day. All right, Dr. Pete, we're here on step eight, right? So team training on reactivation communications. So I'm going to go back to those four populations of people. Guys, make sure that your team shows up knowing, okay, we we know there are four reasons that people have gone missing in action. These are the four reasons, and these are the three C's around each of those four reasons, right? So there's four different conversations that we're having, whether it was the distraction factor, the fear factor, the rule follower, or just the money issues. What are the three C's? How are we going to contact them and how are we connecting with them? What is the content that we're going to be talking about? In other words, how do we bring that context into the communication? What's the scripting? And then what's the call to action? What's the next step for this person? So the discussion of all four of those communications is probably out of scope of this this episode. Uh, But if this is a big part of what we're teaching in the Phoenix plan is making sure that everyone on your team is fully equipped so they know exactly what to say to whom so that they know exactly what their call to action is and they're getting awesome outcomes. Yeah, I mean, again, clarity, clarity, clarity. That's what I keep hearing. And of course, one of the objectives, the number one objective of the CEO is to cast vision and to do that clearly, right? So your clarity here is so important and that leads us into number nine, step nine. So step eight is team training. So you're actually doing training, guys. So and this is another one of the takeaways that I've, I've experienced from this time, a silver lining, is that teams are really figuring out the value and the importance of training together and, and having to really, you know, stick to that training schedule because it was, you know, temptation to stop it, or maybe what did get interrupted for a minute, but then they realized how important it is and we're missing this. So even if we're not all together, some of us are attending virtually while some of us are in the office. And it's been really great to see that the value of team training has also increased during this time. And so this is not a time to back down. It's actually time to press in and become more, uh, you know, to develop your skill set, that that muscle, that fitness level of training during this time, which again leads us beautifully into step nine of this reactivation strategy, which is 
the plan for phase three. So again, we're executing reactivation. We are in the thick of executing the stabilization and reactivation. We, are, we have stacked those two. We're busy executing. Our team is executing on reactivation right now. We're reactivating missing in action people. We're reactivating previously active people. While we're busy working, that CEO looks ahead what's coming next. So what's important next is mobilization. So step nine in this is begin to, as you've now set the stage and you are executing reactivation, now when that has done, is happening, and things are going, you've delegated that responsibility. Now look forward and say, what's next? And that's mobilization. So the plan is to be reactivating in the month of May and then begin planning for the mobilization plan and strategy that's going to deploy, which will be happening in June. So step nine is plan for phase three, mobilization. Yeah. The last thing you want to do is show up the first week of June and go, Okay, team. So I guess we're supposed to start mobilizing now, right? So, all right. So, what are we going to do? <laughs> so, are we going to do uh, some advanced workshop or a webinar? How about webinar? Anybody know anything about webinars? Where's the webinar guy? Let's go learn how to do webinars. And what are we going to talk about? Well, doesn't France do that bulletproof your immune system? Let's let's do that. Do we have a deck around here somewhere? And of course, we're going to need leads. Let's get some leads going. Uh, who's in charge of leads around here, right? So that's just bad leadership, right? Don't do that to your team. In May, the CEO's job is to plan and prepare for what you're going to execute in June. So I want you to hit the ground going 100 miles an hour in June. It's time to execute, right? So in May, it's about planning and preparing for what's important next, where you're going next. So this is where we want to put those, those elements in place. We want to gather up our assets that we're going to need to market. If there's a PowerPoint deck that needs to be prepared or you're using our content, it's about training on that and preparing yourself and, and doing a few laps around the track. So by the time you get outside your office, you feel like, man, I have trained for this. I am prepared for this. And then I've got places to go speak because I've already put together my list of hot leads, warm leads, cold leads, right? So it's not a time to start thinking about mobilizing. It's time to mobilize, right? So CEOs, we're talking to you right now. I'm sure many of us are convicted by that, what, I'm, what, we're, what we're discussing right now. You don't wait to show up in the phase to start executing that phase. You have to make sure that you're planning and preparing and the team is positioned perfectly. So when that phase begins, you're already in that stage of execution. So in mobilization by June, it's going to be time for you to pick your head up and look outside of your practice, which means that you have already made contacts with your hot leads and warm leads. You already have opportunities to do dedicated webinars for some of the organizations and businesses around you. You have already prepared the webinar. Maybe you've already recorded the Bulletproof Your Immune System webinar, and now that's the body of the webinar, and all you have to do is custom do an intro and an outro, put together an email um, nurture campaign with it with an organization, right? You're, so these are the things that you can prepare for. So when there's an opportunity that arises, you can pounce all over it. All right, gang. So let's remember, this is wartime, right? So we've, we've made a big pivot. We've made that shift from peacetime strategy to war, wartime tactical approaches to thing. And that shift is exactly what we should make. It's that pivot, it's that adaptation that not only creates the survival mechanisms that you're going to need, but it's going to allow you to thrive in the opportunities that are in front of us, right? So there's a window of opportunity that is opening right now. The question is, are you going to be prepared to execute what's important now 
and ready to deliver on what's important next. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Remember, what the world needs now is chiropractic. And what chiropractic needs now is more successful chiropractors. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, share with a friend, and leave us a review. And if you'd like to connect with us personally, direct message us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Now go and be remarkable. Remarkable.